0: Is actually, you are a real runner, Jacqueline Riccio. Hey, it's Jacqueline, and we are back answering. Well, no one asked No one asks this question. I have run out of questions to answer. So, if you would like me to answer one of your questions, click the link below or in the show notes. Um, submit your question, and I will get it answered for you. But this is a this is an important topic. Um, this is kind of like how my Health journey started. I, you know, I did a lot with running, but I had to figure out food. I had to figure out food um, several years ago, and I tried everything. I tried um, counting calories. I think that's the first thing that I tried doing. I worked with a personal trainer who told me to track macros, and that lasted for like a week. Um, I tried, you know, the little, the cute little colorful twenty-one fixed containers. Did that? I that was actually really helpful because I learned what an actual serving size of vegetables is. Um, it's not a sprinkle of spinach on top of a pizza, but, like, it's an actual cup. That was helpful. However, walking around with these containers for the rest of your life isn't really um, something that people do. Um, after 21 Day Fix, I think I did Whole30, and that was helpful. Like, again, again, I guess, like, it, it helps me eat more vegetables, and it helps me eat more protein. But the, um, the really black and white rules around sugar and carbs and dairy. All that made me do was feel really fearful, like really nervous about anything that was imperfect. Like I remember being out to dinner or out to lunch with two girlfriends and tasting some salad and realizing that there was sal- there was sugar in this salad dressing and like freaking out and being like, I can't eat out any of this. Like spending like $20 on this meal and not being able to eat any of it. So cool, that's not so helpful. It's not really uh fun to be afraid of food when you're out in public. Um and then after that, like after after whole thirty, after deciding to stop doing that. I mean deciding to stop doing that came from weekend long binges of like all of the pizza cookies, cake, you know, just feeling disgusting, disgusted with myself. And like, you need to figure this out because this is not working. Um, You didn't feel so great with food when you started all of this dieting stuff. You were eating packages of cookie dough because, oh, that's fun. This isn't helpful. And all of these plans, they only work when you are like hyper-focused and you have all of this time and energy to micromanage food. And guess what? it's not going to work when you go on vacation. It's not going to work when you go to Thailand on your honeymoon. It's not going to work when you go to your parents' house. Um, You don't know exactly how many calories are in each, like the food that you're eating, and you don't know what ingredients are in it. So you need to figure out, like, if you want to have this life where you're not in this box where you feel so, like, restricted or you feel so nervous about food in order to be healthy, you need to figure something out. So it's like, it's really great if we can start thinking of like all of these challenges that we're having of like, cool, this is my moment to figure this out. I am a smart human who can figure things out. Right. And so that's kind of where it got to me like to imperfect eating and the five pieces we'll talk about today. But, um, it was like this, this all or nothing, um, doing these super micromanaging plans where you're all on it always results in nothing, you doing nothing. So you're going to have to figure out, Something, something, anything, that bite sized plan that you can do when life is pretty calm, but also it's just how you eat all of the time. So if you're at home or you're traveling or whatever, you need to be able to eat in a way that feels good and supports your body and energizes you, right? So that's kind of like what I had to to set out to do. And also like if someone brings you cookies or someone brings you pizza or you're going to stop and get donuts, that it's not this big scary thing, but you just know how to manage it and live your life. Okay. So let's talk about this. How to eat healthy without being on a diet. Stop. First thing I, we really got to start with, like, stop equating healthy as being on a diet. <laughs> if you keep that in your head, you are never going to become that healthy eater. If you're on a diet, you can fall off a diet. A diet is a plan. It's kind of, I mean, it's. I see the same thing with, like, exercise plans. Great. I'm going to do this marathon training plan, and once it's done, I'm not running anymore. Great. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, you have to exercise for the rest of your life. You have to eat healthy for the rest of your life. Healthy does not mean Perfect. It does not mean eating super squeaky clean. Ideally, sure. We'd all be walking around and eating just vegetables and super squeaky clean foods, but that's not, that's not reality. Right? So we got to figure out like, how can we eat healthy? But if you do have something that's not a vegetable, you won't freak out and you won't go off the deep end. Um, so if you're on a diet, you can follow up diet. So get, get that vocabulary out of your word. Your diet is just how you eat. You're not on a diet. I am not on a diet. I am not on the imperfect eating diet. I'm not off of the imperfect eating diet. This is just how I eat. Um, when you do bite sized habits, you build a new identity. So that was something I had to learn. I cannot be on 21 Day Fix or on Whole 30 because then I can fall off. But if I just um, gradually and consistently eat this way, it becomes part of who I am. Um, you know, I, I'm not, when I look at like who I follow on social media, the um, accounts I follow or the newsletters that I'm subscribed to, the emails, you know, healthy people are not constantly searching for what new meal plan, like what new diet to follow. They just eat that way. They might look for a new recipe or a new fun ingredients or a new fun cookbook, but they're not constantly searching for what should I do next? What what plan should I be on next? No, like, like that's just how they eat. <laughs> It has become a part of who they are. So healthy, like, yeah, I'm a healthy eater. Do I eat pizza? Sure, we just order from Giordano's. It's a great place in Chicago. Get Italian beef and Jardinera. If you don't like spicy stuff, it's not for you. But yeah, we eat pizza, and I eat a giant salad with that pizza, and I'm good to go. Um, so yeah, when you are thinking about eating healthy, we've talked about this, the aspirational identity. If you want to eat healthy, eating healthy has to be a part of your identity. So it has to be like, yeah, I'm a healthy eater and healthy is moderate, healthy as being moderate and imperfect. So moderate, like, you know, you eat mostly vegetables, mostly healthy foods, but every once in a while you might have something that's not the super healthiest. But also I think that we get into that headspace of I'm either eating super clean Monday through Friday and then Saturday's uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Now I'm eating, you know, 17 pizzas. Well, that's not really healthy, and that's not that's not moderate either. Um, we're gonna get into a little bit about how to actually like navigate this. But like, if we get to the goal, the goal is not the number on the scale. The goal is not the number of calories that you've eaten. The goal is the goal is the aspirational identity of being a healthy eater. And then I'll add it down here as well, like feeling good, not gross if you just like went through each of your meals and you're like, cool, you know, I want this to be generally healthy and I'd like to feel good at the end of this meal and not gross. I think that once I started incorporating more vegetables, it was like, oh, you know, that brain fog that I used to have, um, either I was so low energy, you know, by midday and then I would eat like a bunch of carbs, um, or drink coffee or, you know, energy drink. It's like, Oh, that like, that sluggish feeling, and then that like big jolt, like that never actually happens. It's kind of pretty steady energy throughout the day. I didn't know that before. Um, Okay, so let's talk about imperfect eating. Here's how I break it down. And let me just say, right, right, like I'm not a registered dietitian. I am not a nutritionist. These uh, systems for self-care, the five Ps is a system that I came up with that kind of helps me navigate healthy eating, healthy, moderate eating. I looked at what I was eating when I was being healthy and on a diet, and it was a lot of plants, vegetables and fruit, right? Plants. Um, And it was protein, whether that was animal-based protein or plant-based protein. But like most healthy diets out there consisted of those things, veggies and protein, plants and protein, right? When I look at how I was eating Uh, before I started eating healthy or when I was binging, it was a lot of processed food. So it was like, how do I incorporate these things and make it catchy? Ah, it started as the three P's. If you you were around a couple years ago, you know it started as the three P's before we got to the five P's. But it started with plants and protein. So when I'm about to build a meal, let's say um, we actually just ate dinner. Great. The first thing that I'm going to look for is plants. What plants are we eating today? Ideally, it's some sort of vegetable, but Sometimes you're traveling and vegetables aren't as easy. They're not as portable, so you might just pick fruit. That's fine. But what plants are eating? So we picked that first. And we made, um, actually, Paul, my wonderful husband, he made roasted broccoli. So he let, you know, a little bit of olive oil, um, broccoli, garlic salt. It's so basic. It's like, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. It's done. It's not this big, glamorous plant a uh, uh, recipe for what we're going to eat, but some roasted broccoli. We also actually had a salad, a side salad with that. On the salad, get this, guys, there was a little bit of cheese, <laughs> a little bit of salad dressing. Oh, my gosh, right? But anyways, back to the plant. So we started with that plant. And then it's like, what protein are we going to eat? He actually had chicken. I had, like, a little thing of salmon. How much do we eat? Well, like, as many plants as you want. Protein is usually about the, uh, um, the, yeah. Uh, I can talk a deck of cards or your palm about that size so it's not what restaurants serve us. restaurants usually usually serves especially in America we are like so meat heavy here um, you go to a buffet you go to like a Texas Texas steakhouse it's like huge huge portions of meat but really a portion size is about a deck of cards or your palm um, but we started that plants and protein and then I said already a little bit of process We think about processed as something that is going to make the meal enjoyable, right? So I talked about a little bit of olive oil, a little bit of cheese, a little bit, um, I think the salad pack came with some, like, dried cranberries, right? Um, This is, when we talk about, like, I'm not a registered dietitian, I'm a nutritionist, there is some flexibility. There is some wiggle room here, right? So how much I put on, how, like, enough, enough to make the meal taste great, not so much that I feel gross. That's it. Some people don't like that. They want the black and white rules, but here's what I'm saying is that the black and white rules are not going to work wherever you go. So if you start to like play with this and you know, like, you know, you know when you've had a salad that has way too much salad dressing or the salad is mostly just croutons and cheese, you know, you can reduce a little bit, just use a little bit less, right? But you want to look for lots of plants, some protein, a little bit of processed fun food, and then you want plenty of water. Um, we always have water. That's what we drink. We didn't used to be like that. We used to always have, um, soda that used to be on the table. Um, now we always drink water. So whether that is just plain water or that sparkling water, or that's water with a little Neo or water with a little, um, crystal light or lemon or just water, just plain water, right? the last p is a uh, playdate. So I had to add p4 and p5 as so p1 and p2 and p3 those kind of started out with what I needed for me. I needed that balance for me to stop binge eating. I needed that balance of plants, protein and processed. When I started working with clients, I was okay. People are not <laughs> drinking water throughout their day and they are getting their thirsty but they're not drinking enough water so we need to let's incorporate that into the meal let's add some let's add uh plenty of water and then the last one plated another thing you know I worked with a lot of clients who were moms and they're so used to picking at um their toddler's leftover food or eating in front of the fridge or the pantry in between like you know running around doing things for other people or teachers people with office jobs before a pandemic Running around, scurrying, and I totally get it. I've been in that stressed out position as well. But plating it is really important because it says to you, hey, I'm important and this meal that I'm about to consume for my health, for my well-being, it's important that I like sit down and give myself 10 minutes to just block everything else out. I know that sometimes that might you might that might have to be a little bit different. If you have kids at home, you know, if you're you're doing Zoom stuff and you're taller, you're right, I get it. But like, okay, cool, can you have five minutes of sitting down? Like you guys, like five there's one thousand four hundred and forty minutes in a day. Can you take five minutes to eat and sit down um, without any technology, with nothing but just sit down and eat this meal? And, like, actually taste this food that you're eating, this food that you spend money on, this food that is nourishing your body. Like, give yourself that opportunity, right? That might look different. But you can, um, you know, we talked about bite-sized habits. Start with, you know, five minutes. Increase to six. Increase to seven. You know, give yourself that time. Again, 1,440 minutes. Think about how much time you spend on social media and how much time you actually give yourself to eat a meal um, with peace. So those are the five pieces. Okay, now let's go through, especially for people who do not take time for themselves. The big things is you You want to make sure that you're having a breakfast, you're having a lunch, and you're having a dinner. I found that for me, I like having a snack. I like having a dessert. The dessert kind of comes in as like a... Um, being a rebel against Whole30 where desserts were not allowed and it was just that breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I like having something sweet. I want to be able to have sugar and carbs and process, you know, fun foods in my life. And what worked for me was having that day or having that part of my day already, um, blocked out. Like actually, yeah, you are allowed to have a dessert. It's just that that dessert is not going to be an entire package of cookie. Maybe that dessert is two cookies and like an apple or two cookie or like a cookie and some peanut butter and some pretzels. That's what I had last night. I had half of a giant cookie and some pretzels and that was my dessert. And going back to this, I always put it on a plate. The goal when I'm eating any of these meals is to feel good, not gross. Let me backtrack. So breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you want to make sure that you're eating those. Snack if you need it. Some days I have a snack, some days I don't. Some days I'm having a little bit more carbs, especially if I'm running or I'm lifting heavy, I'm going to have some more carbs, but like this takes some practice. This is not, this is not going to be an overnight fix. This is going to take you some like actual mindfulness, some intention. You're going to have to learn to listen to your body, which is such a, um, listen to your body can feel so vague, but It's just like when little, when kids, kids knew how to listen to their bodies, they knew when to eat, uh, when they were hungry and they knew how to stop when they were full. We have been conditioned. Um, we're so used to overeating. We're so used to eating past fullness that it's going to take some time to know when your body is full and know when your body is hungry. But like the best way to learn how to do that is to practice doing that. Practice listening like, oh, you know, I'm kind of low energy right now, or my stomach is rolling. Oh, that means I'm hungry. Or I'm having trouble focusing. Mm, maybe I'm hungry. Oh, yeah, right. It's lunchtime. I should have lunchtime. Or, okay, cool. I'm starting to notice that I'm full. Even though there's still food on the plate, I don't have to eat all of that. I don't have to do the clean plate club. I can just put this in a tupper and put it in the fridge and save it for later. It's not off limits later. Um, That's going to take some practice. And a lot of people, they don't want to do the practice. They just want the plan. They want someone to hand them a plan. And I get that. I wanted that too. Can you just tell me the plan to get skinny? Just give me the plan to get skinny. And guess what? <laughs> it didn't work. It didn't work. It worked for a couple weeks because I just ignored all of my body signals and I just stuck to the plan. Um, and then it didn't work and I ended up binging. So it, it worked, but not long term. But anyways, yeah, a lot of people, we, we, we don't want to do the dirty work. We just want the plan. We want the quick fix. We want to just know how to do this thing. But if you have not been in tune with your body for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, you have to do the work. You have to take... Um, You have to do the reps and get that in. But um, that is, so how to eat healthy without being on a diet. Here's what this does. The five P's, the beautiful thing about this is that you do not need a scale to weigh anything. You don't need a measuring cup. You don't need an app. I like to think about, there's so many problems that we have that we solve with technology. And technology is great. I'm creating a video and I'm going to use it as a podcast. That's wonderful. I like to think about, hmm, how would this problem have been solved 100 years ago, right? Man, how do we eat eat healthy 100 years ago? We don't have all this technology to to track all of these things. What would they have done 100 years ago? Oh, well, they probably wouldn't have been eating so much processed crap, right? Yeah, so we want to go back, like, cool, what would they have done then? Because that stuff is really, really basic. Can we just do that? The other thing I like to think about is – If you have a young female in your life, a daughter, a niece, a student, I don't know if I missed anything, daughter, niece, student, anyone, granddaughter, that like super restrictive healthy diet that you're talking about, keto, Whole30, tracking macros, putting everything that you eat in a container or on a scale. Would you want that for that little girl? Would you? No? Then it's not okay for you. Here's the thing is that the young females in our lives are watching. They are watching and learning how we do things, how we talk about our body, how we talk about food. When we say things like, oh, I'm not, you know, I can't have pizza, I'm going to diet or, ooh, you know, I, I'm a sugar addict, I can't have donuts, like, if I have one, I'll have all of them. The young girls in our lives are listening to that, and they are learning those things, right? If if you have something, if you have something about food, you've probably learned that from another adult in your life, right? So they're learning that from you. So this isn't like, a, oh my gosh, you're a bad person, but this is a, okay, cool, whatever you are doing, you, is it's being modeled for the other um, young females, and also, like, peers, our peers are around us as well. So it's like, would we want that super restrictive plan for them? Would you want your seven-year-old daughter tracking calories on you? Would you want your seven-year-old daughter, you know, uh, constantly taking photos of herself in the mirror and pulling at different parts of her body? No, then it's not okay for you. Okay. Um, but if we go to this, would you want your daughter having some eggs in the morning with some I don't know some fruits? Yeah? Okay, great. Cool. If it's okay for her then it's okay for you. Um it would it be okay for your daughter to eat 12 donuts at the end of the night because she was so stressed out? It's not okay for her then it's, it's not okay for you, right? So we start thinking about that um that'll help you kind of model like, okay, cool. This, this is actually healthy. It's not just this super restrictive plan, but this is actually healthy. My, the mindset about the meal, not just the meal, not just the calories, not just the ingredients, but like the mindset about it. Um, I think that's it. I, I mean, you can definitely, I, I've blogged a lot about this. I've had a, created a lot of podcasts about imperfect eating. Um, you can go back on my Instagram, you can Instagram and you can find examples of food. But it's just, I kind of stopped talking about this because I was like, that's kind of it. Like, are you doing these things? You're not doing these things. And what I found is that people still approach this like a diet, they still approach it like, oh, I messed up. I had, you know, 10 slices of pizza. Oh, man, um, I've already messed up. I'm going to continue eating all of this pizza. So it's like, Great. So it's not really the food that's the problem. It's the perfectionism. It's the thoughts in your head. It's the talk about the food. It's the beliefs about yourself and how, you know, if you aren't perfect, you're a failure. That's like, I found that it really isn't about food at all. It's like, you know, cool. Like here's like a, like a simple template that was helpful for me. And I want you to like mold it to how it's going to work for you. But I just found that there's, there's so much more, like, this is, like, surface-level stuff. we got to get deeper and see, like, what is your self-talk about this stuff? Who is that person that you want to be? Um, you know, do you want to keep being that person who is afraid of food or is constantly starting a new plan and constantly searching and spending money and spending time? Spending time looking at meal plans, like come on, your life, like your time on this planet is so much more valuable than tracking twenty-five calories in there. It is so much valuable. Um, You are deserving and you are worthy of more than that. I do want you to eat healthy. It's going to help you physically. It's going to help you mentally. It's going to help you just show up and feel better. But that micromanaging stuff is not going, it's not valuable to you. It's going to make you more stressed out. Yesterday's uh, video, you know, (laughs) these things, getting healthy, it should actually relieve stress. It should not increase stress. And so this is a really, th- really easy thing. And like we talked about yesterday, if you are currently, let's just pretend you're currently eating pizza for every meal. Okay, great. Uh, don't start tomorrow being like, okay, cool, I'm going to do Jacqueline's plan. Just be like, okay, cool. Uh, instead of having pizza for dinner tonight, can we find some plants, protein, and maybe have, still have some pizza. But can we start to just eat more plants? Can we just do that? Can we start to drink more water? This doesn't have to be an overnight fix, and in fact, it really shouldn't be an overnight fix. Uh, it's going to take those reps to create this, how it makes sense for you, um, but it has to start with you wanting to become this. If you have no interest in this, then this isn't going to work. If you're like, no, I kind of like just eating pizza for, for every meal, like it's not going to work. It really has to start with that aspirational identity, the pain you want to get away from, the pleasure you want to move towards um, and taking that on rep by rep. So how to eat healthy without being on diet. Use the five P's, make it how, make it work for you. Um, and you can use this anywhere you go. We use this on road trips. We've used this in Thailand. I use this when I go to my parents' house. The five P's work pretty much everywhere. All right. Take care. Oh, and yeah, don't forget. If you have a question about anything that I can help you with when it comes to food, exercise, running, confidence, anxiety, uh, creating systems, uh, consistency, habits, self-care in general, click the links uh, in the show notes or in the links below um, so that you can get your question answered. Take care.